Season 2 of Inside the Woods, the Valley News Dartmouth Football Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Rosenberg. We're back for another season of Big Green Football with the season opener taking place this Saturday at Memorial Field in Hanover against Valparaiso, with kickoff set for 1.30 p.m. Dartmouth is playing the exact same opponents in the exact same order as they did last year, just with home and away games reversed. Last year, the Big Green went 9-1 and and shared the Ivy League title with Princeton. They also started the season by defeating Valparaiso on the road 28-18, to even though they gave up two safeties in that game. Later on in the show, we will talk with Big Green head coach Buddy Tevens to get his outlook on the team and the Valparaiso game, but first, we'll give you a quick primer on both teams in this matchup. Starting out with Dartmouth, Senior Nick Howard is going to be the starting quarterback. Howard was the Big Green's leading rusher last year, but attempted just 18 passes. This year, he's going to be asked to take on a much bigger role in the passing game. He will be able to hand off to a pair of dependable running backs in Zach Bayer and Noah Roper. He's also got a couple of dynamic receivers in Paxton Scott and Dale Chesson. The key for Dartmouth's offense, though, is going to be the offensive line, allowing Howard and the other skilled players to maximize their capabilities. The offensive line only returns one starter, that's fifth-year Griff Lehman, and the rest of the group just doesn't have that much experience, and they could definitely go through some growing pains early on. On defense, the Big Green is replacing eight starters, uh, defensive end Shane Cox, linebacker Marcus White, and safety Quinton Arello are the three returners. Well, they've also got a couple, a few more veterans in Luca DeLeo, Joe Heffernan, and Robert Crockett III. They're also going to fill key roles. Big Green's defense was pretty darn good last year, even without a lot of returning experience, although that was the case for just about everybody coming off the canceled 2020 season. They were fifth in the football championship subdivision in total defense, And third in scoring defense, they allowed just 271 yards per game and only 14.7 points per game. On to Valparaiso, the Beacons are 1-1 so far this season. They scraped out a 20-17 win against an NAIA school, Indiana Wesleyan, at home. Then last week, they went on the road and lost a tight 28-21 battle against a solid Illinois State team. This is going to be their first time the Beacons have ever visited Hanover. Valpo's brought out two quarterbacks so far. They're both redshirt freshmen, Mason Kaplan and Michael Appel. It was Appel who got most of the action in the opener against Indiana Wesleyan. He completed 13 out of 20 passes for 150 yards and a touchdown. But Kaplan played the full game against Illinois State. He finished 18 of 36. For 191 yards, two touchdowns, he did throw three interceptions. On the ground, Aaron Dawson is the Beacons' primary running back. He's averaging 5.5 yards per carry so far. And at receiver, Valpo spreads the ball around quite nicely. Uh, Seven players have at least three catches through two games. Defensively, it's going to be Sam Hafner and Kevin Spellman leading the way for Valparaiso on on the line. The leading tackler so far is linebacker Ben Hines, a transfer from the Pac-12, University of Washington. Didn't get much playing time with the Huskies, but he's off to a very nice start in Valparaiso. And this preview wouldn't be complete without mentioning the kicker, Brian Bartholomew. He made a 50-yard field goal with 
Less than two minutes left to beat Indiana Wesleyan. Now we're going to be joined by Dartmouth head coach Buddy Tevens. Here's the interview with Coach Tevens. So I'm now joined by Dartmouth football head coach Buddy Tevens ahead of week one against Valparaiso. Coach, how are you doing? Good, Ben. Anxious to get this thing underway. Yeah, for sure. So with this being a non-conference game, the Ivy League not participating in the FCS playoffs, you know, how do you typically treat these games because you won't be able to participate in the postseason? Well, uh, we take them all in, in, as, of great importance. Uh, we want to get out, especially as uh, the first time out of the blocks. Uh, we have a lot of untested guys, people that have never played in a varsity football game, uh, and many who have never started a game. So uh, it's kind of a, okay, where are we as a program prior to leading into the Ivy League play? Yeah, uh, looking at the depth chart, noticed a few interesting things, uh, starting at the wide receiver position. Uh, looks like Johnny Barrett listed ahead of Jamal Cooney for the last spot. What did Johnny show you this preseason, especially given that he was coming off an injury last year? Well, yeah, Johnny's just a, a guy that can go up and catch the ball. Big target, uh, wide range. His catch radius is is impressive. Uh, and he's been very, very steady force through the course of time. Uh, Jamal is going to play an awful lot. We really look at it as we have five starters. Uh, guys that will get on the field. We rotate personnel with regularity. So it's not one over the other. It's okay. Which group of receivers do we need in the ball game? Uh, personnel groupings and so forth based on call. So they're, and they're already in prime to go. Yeah. Uh, offensive line, obviously the group with the least experience overall, the big surprise uh, looked to be Tristan Holmbeck uh, getting the start at left guard over Michael Flores. I'm sure both of them are going to play, but what was behind the decision there? Well, again, going that goes back and forth. We'll practice again today, and you know, we may adjust it a, a, a second time or third time or fourth time. Right now, we're probably going to play eight to ten offensive linemen. Uh, again, younger guys are just making their presence felt. Some of the older guys that haven't seen a whole lot of time uh, kind of competing. And what, what we'll try to do is find the best combination of players that will give us the greatest chance for success on Saturday. So uh, each of them will have a chance. Uh, Michael Flores has been very solid during the course of preseason, uh, but uh, Tristan really has come along, uh, as have a number of the other young guys. Yeah, defensively, uh, looks like, as has been tradition for you with the program, base is going to be a nickel package with an extra defensive back. How has that sort of developed and become uh, what you guys have been doing for a while now? Well, the importance is to, is to get the right defensive lineman. Uh, you're putting three guys out in the field. We will put in a four-down uh, unit as well. Uh, but to have guys that can stir it up and uh, control things in the run game, that helps you with an extra secondary-type defender in the back end. Uh, we do a great deal of work with tackling. Uh, Coach McCorkle, Sammy McCorkle, is outstanding in terms of the cover skills and also support, run support aspect of what we do in the back end. So to have the, the uh, first level, the defensive front, the second level, the linebackers, strong safety, nickels, and then the back end, the cover guys, uh, work in sync is, is will be critical this weekend. Yeah, who's really stepped up in the last week or so since the scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball, given that uh, you are going to be replacing quite a few guys? Uh, Trayvon Erickson uh, as an outside linebacker, Sam uh, Rush, a guy who can play in space, has really been impressive. Braden uh, Mullen, who's not seen really any time at all in the past, but he had a real good preseason for us. Uh, Charlie Lose, he's played a little bit, but we'll play an awful lot more as we go through. 
uh, Jalen Rainey inside. He's played, but we'll play an awful lot more as we go we go ahead as well. And the, the linebacking core is the, the, the area that we're really impressed. Uh, Macklin Ayers uh, is really showed well the last couple of weeks. Uh, Braden Mullen, I previously mentioned Joe Heffern and Joe was a last three games of the last season. He started for us uh, out of necessity with injury, but really has grown into the position. So to have an experienced guy back there, coupled with some of the young guys, Danny Cronin is another one you'll see uh, in the mix. Uh, the back end, we feel pretty good with uh, Bobby Crockett and Tyron Herring at the corner spot. Uh, Vashon Ray has played very, very well for us. We feel like he, he could slide in there very uh, easily. Seth Verilis coming back uh, in the Titan uh, nickel uh, slot uh, is very, very solid. He had a tough knee injury, which he did a great job rehabbing with. Uh, a year ago. You know, Leonard St. Gordon is going to see a little bit of time. Uh, and Sean Williams, you may see Sean Williams, a freshman, a young guy out of Tennessee who you know, will help uh, step up for us. And in the back end, Quentin Arello has been very, very solid, three-year starter. And Cam Maddox will see some some time back there as well. So a uh, blend on the defensive secondary of some experience, some inexperience, but they play well together. And you'll see a bunch of these guys playing on Saturday. Yeah, moving on to the kicking game, you expressed confidence in both of them last week of the scrimmage, but uh, what did Ryan Block do to get the nod over Zach Drescher? <laughs> Zach Drescher developed a minor strain in his kicking leg, and that kind of put him on the shelf for a bit. Oh, uh, they were it. neck and neck, and both of them we felt uh, could do the job. Obviously, we appreciate so much uh, the fact that Ryan decided to come back. He had basically retired and uh, because of the injury to Cam Baller and the graduation of uh, Connor Davis. We were a little bit light at the position. We had a young man that had committed. He uh, went to another institution late and we weren't able to find another guy. So, but Ryan Block right now, he'll be the go-to guy on Saturday. Uh, he came back and really has performed well for us and been very, very consistent as has Zach, Zach Drescher. So uh, Zach comes, he'll be in emergency reserve on the side. Uh, we'll probably have Ivan Hoyt, uh, a freshman uh, wide receiver who kicked a little bit in high school warming up today just in case but i think we'll be okay with the kicking uh, kicking aspect of the game yeah do you have a timetable there on zach and when he should be full go again well we'll, we'll find out today he probably won't kick much but just to find where he is uh, friday is a lighter day but we may have him kick on friday and just to see if you know it's a kind of unique situation with a kicker you know everybody has bumps and owies but with a kicker you know if it's the wrong owie in the wrong place uh, it compl complicates uh, their delivery with the football. So um, that'll be kind of a game day situation. And I hope to have a little bit more information on Friday. Yeah, moving on to this matchup against Valparaiso. Uh, from what you've seen on on film for them, uh, what's different from the matchup last year where you guys you know, didn't play your best game but were able to pull out a win? Well, I, I think that they've grown as a program as well, kind of uh, uh, new coaching staff uh, a year ago, and they seems like the culture is taking hold. Uh, you can see the impact that recruiting has had on. They've got some young players that can line up and run. They've got decent speed at the receiver position. Uh, the quarterback spot, they, they spray the ball around a lot. I think nine guys had catches last weekend. Uh, their running back is is a, a transfer student and a, and a capable one, a good-sized, thick running back, hard runner. Uh, good size, really a big offensive line uh, that seems to be starting to gel. A quarterback that uh, he's a run pass threat uh, and is uh, will stand in the pocket and deliver the goods. Uh, defensively, uh, very very athletic. That's really struck me. They they run well as down people. 
not huge size in, in terms of the body presentation, but they play big. Uh, second level, aggressive. They got a linebacker that's really just a tough, tough uh, Mike linebacker, a hole plugger, physical, uh, aggressive leader for the team. And the secondary, two uh, very, very talented cover corners and some solid and athletic safeties. So it's uh, they're an improved team. They seem to be playing with greater confidence. Uh, the first two ball games, this being their third. And uh, so a slight edge to them in terms of game preparation, uh, but they're coming out here and it's our first opportunity and our guys are excited. So we expect to play well. Yeah. They've played two quarterbacks regularly in their first couple games. Has that impacted your preparation? Yeah, it's uh, they, they both are similar in terms of the things that they'll do, uh, but they do things differently as well. Uh, and uh, what we, we know is they're going to try to establish a run with that big offensive line, uh, certainly challenge to our guys up front. Uh, and then um, throwing the ball again, they, they, they'll hit you with a lot of stuff. They're not afraid to throw the ball down the field, but intermediate range and a lot of uh, your bubble type screens, some screen work, some underneath stuff, some flats and drags and crosses uh, just to try to get you off balance. And the key for us is to play sound defense uh, we really need to rely on our defensive front uh, against the run, but also to pressure the passer, uh, flush him, make him work, uh, make him stall his reads, and in the back end to be secure and consistent in our assignments uh, in terms of defending the pass. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's something you go through every year with the Ivy League starting late, but uh, you talked about this is going to be their third game. They, you know, they pulled out a close win against uh, an NAIA opponent, and then we're, we're close against one of the better teams in, in the FCS and the, the Missouri Valley Conference. So you know, how do you go about, um, you know, these sort of games when, you know, you're taking the field for the first time, but they've already had, you know, two full game-like weeks of, of practice and preparation? Yeah, there's going to be a game time adjustment. And I told our guys, uh, our coaches, you know, we'll have some wide-eyed players on the, on the field. First time out there, first game, first start. So they'll be excited about it. You know, we just got to you know, calm down a little bit. Uh, be patient. There will be mistakes that will be made. Uh, the operation, uh, again, for all of us, first time with a new new group of people, especially somewhat inexperienced people. Uh, but we know what we're doing and we'll settle down and then just go play. And the biggest thing is, hey, be physical, be aggressive, be relentless for 60 minutes. That's been really the hallmark of our, our football program. And I expect to see the same on Saturday. Just got to really minimize mistakes. Yeah. Uh, the keys to victory for your team uh, what's most important? Well, I, I think ball security, you know, retaining possession, not helping. Uh, a year ago, we had a couple of turnovers through special teams and uh, and uh, from an offensive standpoint, takeaways. Uh, so the turnover game is always big. Execution, you know, penalties. Sometimes early on, you see procedural type of things from an offensive standpoint or people jumping offside, you know, not helping your opponent. Uh, sound tackling is going to be important. We haven't tackled anybody for a year. You know, we don't do it uh, out of safety concerns uh, from uh, our perspective. Uh, and then just execution with our offensive line. Uh, we're comfortable with our running back group that's coming back. Uh, the wide receivers, some talented guys there. Nick Howard at the quarterback position has really played well this preseason. And I think the key offensively is our offensive front coming off the ball. Yeah, well, sounds great. Um, anything else that's that's critical about this matchup coming up on Saturday? No, it's certainly playing at home is a big thing, and uh, we're excited. The student population, everybody's back. Classes are uh, ongoing, faculty. The weather is beautiful. It should be a beautiful day to play. Uh, so we're excited about it, and uh, just can't wait to get it going. All right, well, thanks so much for joining me. Good deal. Ben, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it.
Thanks, man. See ya. Thanks again to Coach Stevens for joining me. You'll definitely hear more from him throughout the season. Thanks also to Dartmouth Director of Athletic Communications, Rick Bender, for helping set that up. Now let's take a look at the first week of Ivy League football. Dartmouth was picked as the co-favorite in the preseason poll along with Harvard, with Princeton and Yale not far behind. Starting off on Friday night, we've got Harvard opening up at home against Merrimack. And Saturday afternoon, Brown will be hosting in-state rival Bryant. Princeton heads down to Florida to take on Stetson. Penn will welcome Colgate to Franklin Field. Cornell is on the road in Virginia at VMI. Yale has a tough matchup at number 13, Holy Cross, which is fresh off an upset of Buffalo. And finally, Columbia will be at Marist. That's going to be it for this week. You can keep up with our episodes on Anchor.fm, on our website, vnews.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at BXRosenberg, and follow the Valley News Sports Desk on Twitter at sports underscore VN, and on Instagram at Valley News Sports. Hope you enjoyed listening to Inside the Woods, and be sure to check out the Valley News every day for more Dartmouth football and Upper Valley sports content. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.